0: News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, an organiser of last night's June 4th Candlelight Vigil says the huge turnout shows Hong Kong people are worried about their freedoms being eroded. One of the two activists granted refugee status in Germany calls on Berlin to scrap its extradition agreement with the SAR and there are more scuffles at LegCo over the extradition law amendments bill. An organiser behind last night's June 4th vigil in Victoria Park says the large turnout reflects ongoing concerns about the erosion of freedoms in Hong Kong. Tens of thousands of people turned out for the 30th anniversary of the military crackdown on democracy protesters in Tiananmen Square. Lee Chuk Yan, the Secretary of the Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, says he expects there'll be a large turnout at Sunday's rally against the government's extradition bill. If Hong Kong- become another China city without the confidence that one country two system provide for the international investment, then it is really economically very damaging to Hong Kong. So I think people are really worried and people will want to come out to express that support for withdrawal of the extradition bill. But so far, Carrie Lam has not listened to the people of Hong Kong. It's very disappointing. And we hope that's the bigger turnout, very, very, very big turnout, a historical big turnout will change her mind. Scuffles have broken out after a LegCo panel wrapped up a 20-hour debate on changes to extradition laws. pro democracy lawmakers surrounded the Secretary for Security, John Lee, as he left the meeting room, demanding he withdraw the bill and resign. Gary Fan of the Neo-Democrats said they wanted more answers from the minister, as the panel discussion over the past five days didn't address their concerns. The government official kept repeating again and again, government lied to take... It's not really answering legislative a genuine question, especially our concern about the fugitive extradition bill will certainly damage the one country, two system principle and our rules of law. So um, shedding a little bit of my blood and hurting my finger is nothing. But the extradition bill will definitely damage the principle of one country, two system. And the damage being done on our rules of law is irreversible. Mr Fan says he hurt his hand in the scuffles while a security guard was sent to hospital. Security Secretary John Lee has defended the mainland's legal system. Pro-demoxy lawmakers have repeatedly said the public's lack of trust in the legal system across the border is the main reason they oppose the proposed changes to the extradition laws. But during this morning's LegCo meeting, Mr Lee claimed the judicial independence ranking of the mainland courts is not that bad. He spoke for an interpreter a statement from the world economic forum it's a listing a ranking of judicial independence china has a grading of 4.5 we have other countries behind china for example south africa is 4.4 spain is 4.1 thailand is 4.1 italy is four south korea is four this is public information for your reference it is not my opinion uh, the survey uh, was conducted amongst 140 countries and China ranks 45, so if you divide it into thirds, China is ranking in the top third. The ranking Mr Lee pointed to was a survey of more than 16,000 executives on how they viewed the independence of courts in countries around the world. A Hong Kong activist who's been granted asylum in Germany says Berlin should abolish its extradition agreement with Hong Kong. Ray Wong and fellow activist Alan Lee told German lawmakers about their concerns over Hong Kong's proposal to amend extradition laws, which would allow for fugitives to be sent to places such as the mainland. The two were granted refugee status after escaping rioting charges in Hong Kong over street clashes in Mong Kok in 2016. Speaking at a June 4th forum in Berlin, Mr Wong said he hoped the international community could pressure Hong Kong to rethink its action. I think German government could also consider to abolish the existing extradition bill, the treaty with Hong Kong government, in order to act as a safeguard of human rights. The clinic, which has been caught up in a scandal involving the alleged use of fake or smuggled HPV vaccines, has closed down. In a statement, the AMH Medical Diagnostic Group said it's been badly affected by recent media reports, which suggested that its HPV vaccines came from unauthorised sources. The company stressed all of its vaccines were genuine and were produced by sole manufacturer MSD. It added that none of its customers who received the jabs reported feeling unwell. Nevertheless, it said it has offered over $10 million in refunds to over 2,000 clients. Because its owner has been sued and the company's bank account has been frozen, AMH said it has no choice but to close down. It stressed it has laid off all of its staff in accordance with labour laws. Turning overseas, the Australian Cardinal George Pell has appeared in court to appeal against his conviction for sexually abusing two young boys in the 1990s. Cardinal Pell has always maintained his innocence. The BBC's whole Griffith is outside the Court of Appeal in Melbourne. George Pell was jailed after a jury found him guilty of abusing two young choir boys during his time as the Archbishop of Melbourne. The former Vatican Treasurer has always maintained his innocence and is seeking leave to appeal on three grounds. Two relate to how the trial was run. The third argues that the verdicts were unreasonable as the jury must have had doubts over his guilt. If a panel of judges agree, his conviction could be overturned and he'd be released from prison. President Trump, who's visiting Britain, has appeared to backtrack on the suggestion that the country's revered National Health Service would have to be part of negotiations on a post-Brexit trade deal. In an interview with the ITV network, he was asked if he saw the issue of the NHS as a deal-breaker. I don't see it being on the table. Somebody asked me a question today and I say everything's up for negotiation because everything is, but I don't see that being, that's something that I would not consider part of trade. That's not trade. British politicians reacted swiftly to the earlier proposal that the NHS be included in any deal, with the Prime Minister Theresa May saying both sides would have to agree on that. The US National Security Agency has warned people using Microsoft Windows to update their operating systems to prevent their computers from being vulnerable to coordinated cyber attacks. Here's the BBC's Dave Lee. It is unusual for the NSA to take this kind of step, but it appears to have been prompted by concerns that not many users had upgraded their systems in the two weeks since Microsoft first warned about the problem. The firm said at least one million computers were vulnerable, but warned that may be a low estimate that doesn't fully take into account computers that are on corporate networks. The real figure could be millions more, the NSA said. It urged Windows users to urgently check they are running the latest version of software. A former armed security officer at a Florida school has been arrested and charged with failing to confront a gunman who killed 17 people last year. Scott Peterson was the only armed deputy at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School when a former student opened fire. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. Scott Peterson had been assigned to guard the high school. He was a veteran police officer. But when he heard gunshots, he chose not to go inside the school building. He took cover outside. He was suspended without pay and described as a coward by President Trump. A lawyer for Mr Peterson said his client believed the gunshots were coming from outside the building and that it was a gross oversimplification to characterise his actions as cowardly. Now, the authorities say he's been charged with 11 counts, including child neglect, culpable negligence and perjury in connection with the deadly shooting. 16 countries, including Britain, the US, France and Germany, have agreed a joint statement to mark the anniversary of D-Day, when Allied troops landed on the beaches of Normandy 75 years ago. The D-Day proclamation commits the leaders, including President Trump, to work together to uphold the values of democracy and the rule of law. This is this report from the BBC's James Robbins. This D-Day proclamation was devised and written in Whitehall partly to bind President Trump into a joint endorsement of international order based on shared rules. The United States has accepted a text together with 15 other governments including Britain, France, Germany, Australia and Canada which links the sacrifices of D-Day to these words. We commit to work constructively as friends and allies to find common ground where we have differences of opinion and to work together to resolve international tensions peacefully. A Dutch teenager who wrote an autobiography about the trauma of being raped has ended her life. Noah Porthoven was 17. After stopping all food and fluids, she died on Sunday in her parents' living room. The BBC's Anna Holligan reports from The Hague. At the age of 11, Noah Potthoven was molested at a school party. Three years later, she was raped by two men. Fear and shame kept her silent. Eventually, she turned her private diary into a book which she published to try to break down taboos and improve support for young people who'd suffered similar trauma. While Noah talked about improving the life of others, hers continued to deteriorate. She developed post-traumatic stress disorder, depression and anorexia and could see no other way than ending her life. To business news, the World Bank has warned that global economic growth is weakening this year to 2.6%. The figure is down from 3% in 2018. A senior economist at the agency, Francisca Onzorga, said the slowdown was widespread and worsened by global trade tensions. Trade is a large part of the global policy uncertainty, and it doesn't help that these tensions are between the two largest economies in the world. So China and the United States together account for 20% of global trade, one third of global GDP. If there are tensions between these two countries, it is something that is felt by everyone. Locally, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,957. That's 197 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $44 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.08 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 12 cents, and the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 96 cents. To sports and the Cricket World Cup, where every team has at least one game on the books except India. The two-time champions begin their campaign today against South Africa. Our cricket commentator Sunir Chowdhury is in Southampton. He says the Indian team are full of confidence going into their first match. Well excellent. I'll quote what Captain Virat Kohli said uh, to end that press conference. He remarked that Team India's biggest USP going into the first game is that they have a very calm dressing room irrespective of the magnitude of the event and we know that this is a big event. At the same time, Kohli had earlier said that the team was raring to go in the competition having had to wait for nearly a week since the start of the World Cup and personally having seen the team train over the last few days the feeling that I get is that there is a quiet sense of confidence about the team. They look prepared for most eventualities and believe that they are genuine contenders here, not just in this game, but in the tournament as a whole. Earlier, Sri Lanka claimed their first victory at the World Cup, beating Afghanistan in a rain-affected match in Cardiff. Batting first, Sri Lanka posted 201. Afghanistan was set a revised target of 187 from 41 overs, but were all out for 152. After getting thrashed by New Zealand in their opening game, Sri Lankan all-rounder Tisara Pereira hopes the win over Afghanistan will reignite their World Cup campaign. We all know uh, Sri Lankan uh, as a you know unit and as a person or everything. So we are more than uh, experienced. So I think uh, hope uh, we can do something special this uh, World Cup because of you know now we came uh, nice uh, winning path. So we will do our best performance next few games. Next to tennis, Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer will face each other in the semi-finals of the French Open after both came through their quarter-final matches. Federer beat fellow Swiss and three-time Grand Slam champion Stan Wawrinka in four sets. Federer, whose only French Open title came in 2009, came through 7 3-6, six, 7-6-6-4 six, 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 in just over three and a half hours. Well, I'm very happy to be back in another semi-finals of a Grand Slam, as in, happened you know, in the last year or so. Uh, had some tough losses in fourth rounds or quarters, so from that standpoint I exceeded my, my expectations here. And, uh, you know, after missing the French uh, for so many years, um, um, it's nice to be back in the semis, you know. Defending champion Nadal took less than two hours to dispatch 5th CK Nishikori. Nadal, who's seeking a record-extending 12th French Open title and an 18th major in total, won 6 the way that I have been playing have been being honest very positive. I have been playing well, solid, uh winning good matches against uh tough opponents like today, so I'm happy with that. Of course after uh, having Roger in front in the semifinals is is uh, an extra thing. We we shared um, the most important moments of our careers uh Together on court, facing each other, so it's another episode of this, and happy for that and excited now it will be a special moment and let's try to be ready for it. The remaining men's quarterfinal matches take place today. World number one Novak Djokovic plays Alexander Zverev. Number four seed Dominic Team faces Karen Khachanov. In the women's quarterfinals, defending champion Simona Hallett faces American teenager Amanda Anisimova. Eighth seed Ashley Barty plays Madison Keys. Britain's Johanna Konta and Marketa Vondrosova of the Czech Republic have already progressed to the semis. And to end the news, the top stories once again. An organiser of last night's June 4th Candlelight Vigil says the huge turnout shows Hong Kong people are worried about their freedoms being eroded. And that's the news from RTHK.